Hey, I'm Bradley. And I'm Charlie. And this is Gay AF. If it sounds gay, we're probably going to talk about it. From grinder woes and our gay icons to LGBT plus issues and all things G-A-Y. Ah, oh, as if. Oh gosh, you're fine, me, Tara! Well, it's going to be a little bit wet. Are you wearing the, sh- the Chanel boots? Chanel! This dress is dry clean only, Melanie. Oh, I just want to be me. Not today, Satan. Not today. But I can't help it that I'm popular. Go away, you adulterer! Did you have a brain tumor for breakfast? Are you ain't my mother! Yes, I am! I started to wonder, and I wondered, which led me to wonder. Who is she? No wire hangers! I have my career. I am the queen of Kappa Kappa Tau. Bring back my girls. How you doing? Hi, Bradley. Hey, Charlie. How you doing? Better than yesterday. I had my COVID vaccine and I was dying. Yeah, yeah. She's like fully cooked. Literally. Well, not fully. 64%. No, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I am so buzzing about this episode. I'm literally foaming at the mouth to talk about these albums. <laughs> you ha- I think this is the one like throughout the week that you've been most excited about, actually, like in preparation. Like you've definitely been like buzzing to talk about a certain album that I'm not going to spoiler alert. I couldn't sleep. I was like up, sort of just like remembering <laughs> everything and just being like planning in my head what I was going to say. I was like, do I make notes? <laughs> How do, do I, I do the <laughs> Can you imagine if, like in school, if we could just talk about pop culture? Like I would have, I would have got A's and everything. Yeah. English speaking would have been amazing. 100%. Um, but yeah, in this episode, we want to talk about um, all the albums that effectively made us gay or at least really key moments. Um, with discovering who we are, our sexuality, etc. So, Bradley, why don't you kick off and talk about your defining moment or that album that really spoke to you? Right, so I'm going to split this into two parts because I definitely, like, there's definitely an album that I remember um, from when I was younger that really, like, I've has just stuck with me forever. And when I'm talking younger, I'm talking, like, five or six years old. Um, and then there's definitely an album, like, as I was like in the coming out stages that definitely helped me like just sounds so cheesy but listen to like my inner self and just like sort of zone everything out and just like live through the music but first album I think it's one of the first CDs I remember having um it's my queen Hilary Duff Metamorphosis um says in the name you know Metamorphosis coming out your shell doing doing what you need to do um coming clean as our queen says but um yeah this album was just I mean I've loved Hilary Duff for as long as I can remember like Lizzie McGuire speaks to me like she is just exactly what I aspired to be in school and that's like yeah fitting the norm like wanting to fit the norms in some aspects but also eventually saying you know what I'm gonna do me I don't mm. care at the end of the day like I I, I will st- I'll deal with all the trouble that life throws at me and sometimes I fall into traps that that social norms do um like make us feel that we have to fit into um but at the end of the day it's like no screw this and Hilary Duff has just been such a um like advocate for that I think throughout her career as well she's been so um I don't want to, I don't want to like just highlight that she's been one of the few Disney stars that have been very um, like clean throughout the career, because obviously I think she was quite lucky in the sense where social media was probably after the peak of her Disney career and looking at people like Demi, Ariana, Miley, like they had a much different, um, Mm. a much different turnaround, even though it was only a few months, a few, a few months, a few years later. Uh, But yeah, Metamorphosis just, there was something about it. it was just, 
boppy obviously you've got tracks like so yesterday on there um come clean didn't they um, used to play come clean in ibar they did oh, every yes. single time i would just stand in the middle of the dance floor me and chloe actually would stand in the middle of the dance floor and just sing it at the top of my lungs because that was what i wanted when i thought about that the idea of going out when i was younger i was like I'm, they're going to play songs like Come Clean and that just doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like standing in this like grungy bar in downtown Orlando and I'm like, oh my God, Come Clean's coming on. And they played it every week. Like the same they was played the same a music story. video as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, I know. And I'm just Very like good. standing there with the rain falling down <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is the euphoria I needed. But um, no, there was a song on that on the album though that probably not a lot of people know called Sweet 16. And it goes, um, Sweet 16, gonna spread my wings sweet 16 it's come on vocals <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and that was the intro for the show sweet 16 on mtv yeah yeah oh. so it's it is um i remember like obviously in america we don't really celebrate sweet 16 here no, yeah. thing. but in america especially like growing up with a lot of american tv and films it was like this is like your moment when you turn 16 like that's the that's the birthday that really that first birthday that really means something and I remember like looking at all these parties and stuff that were being thrown for like these sweet 16 like American teens obviously girls predominantly anyway and um thinking I want a sweet 16 party like <laughs> I want to live that dream I want I want to be treated like a queen you know and um obviously that's not how my 16th birthday was at all. Um, I think I dressed up as Spider-Man, maybe? I can't remember. Um, that was before Spider-Man was cool as well. Um, so, yeah, it was... that. Like, that album was just so, so special to me. And it still is. Like, I'm, I still love... She's definitely the artist that I've followed for the longest. I love every album she's ever released. Um, all of the tracks are... You know, I only know a few songs from the album, so I feel like I need to go away and listen to it and it's full. Everybody do it. it like, it is, it's a classic. If you want, like, classic early 2000s, do it. But I do have to say as well that the album, um, and it's really sad because I feel like I can't really listen to this album the same way now because I was fighting a lot of inner demons at the time and um, heard it in a past life by Maggie Rogers Um very like indie alternative for me like I am very much a pop or musical theatre person um so as much as she is more poppy probably than your classic alternative stuff she definitely still has that vibe and that tone in her voice um and I remember listening to the song Light On um, for the first time and being like oh my god this is the vibe I need right mm. now like I don't want to be listening to heavy pop bangers I just want music that's going to allow me to sit and like think about what's going on in my head and just relax and the whole album was so great and there's one of my it's one of my favorite songs of all time it's called Alaska um and she has this lyric in it that says cut um cut my hair so so yeah cut my hair so I can rock back and forth without thinking of you and I just was like this is like I just I just need to it's, it just fit everything that I needed at that point, that song and that lyric. Cause I was like, 
I don't want to think about as much as she might have been talking about a guy. I was thinking about like, I'm thinking about how people are going to take it when I tell them that I'm gay or like how people are going to think when I'm um, like holding a guy's hand or like go on a date with a guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like get rid of all of them feelings. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it's about where you are right now and who you want to hold hands with or go on a date with. That's what matters. It doesn't matter about everybody else. Um, so yeah, I heard it in a past life, like Maggie Rogers, it's such a good album and so many of the lyrics are so relatable but like I said it's so annoying because I'm just triggered by the bad feelings Uh, I have at the time it's so funny you say that about like relatability because I remember listening to Taylor Swift's first few albums and having like full-on moments where I'd like pretend what it would feel like to go through a breakup I'd I'd feel the song and I'd be like I've not even kissed a boy. I don't know what a breakup is, but why am I feeling this? Like, why am I almost tearing? <laughs> like, this is a joke. It drops my guitar all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're like a few of my highlights. What about you, Charlie? I think it's so interesting when you sort of like reflect back because at the time, sometimes you don't actually realise how you're sort of like connecting to it and why you're connecting to it. Like, I remember discovering like Kate Bush and Taylor Swift when I was like 13, 14, mm. And I remember feeling like I didn't want to tell anyone as well. I would like listen to Taylor Swift in secret and I would watch like Kate Bush music videos in private. Like my mum would like walk into my room and I'd like, or like, like I'd like close my tab as if I was watching porn, but it was like yeah. <laughs> Kate Bush music videos. Um, but a key defining moment I think for me was Art Pop by Gaga. Like, ah, uh, I'm literally like, just feeling it now because I'm like it was just so good but I remember I remember applause first coming out and like that first bit of applause made me feel like the same way Vogue does by Madonna that sort of yeah. intro it just like it don't know what it does but it just sends something in me that I'm like oh my god I'm ready to perform I'm ready to yeah. do this yeah and I remember listening to the song and just being like oh my god these lyrics are insane like there is so much more like meaning behind this and I definitely want to find out more and like before that I was kind of just like my like iTunes was a musical theatre, Glee, Kate Bush and Taylor Swift, but like, it wasn't really going very much, very far. Um, and when I was at uni, like it was all about club anthems. And I remember applause coming out and just thinking like, this is a great song, but there's more to it. And I remember like looking way more into like the concept behind it. And I was like, oh, wow. Like this is a whole concept. Like that's amazing. Like I've not really thought about that before about an album. And um I remember when the album then like came out trying to encourage my uni friends to listen to it at pre-drinks and them just being like applause is fine but like the rest is kind of weird like swine just isn't it and I'm like girls it's a fucking bop like come on let's listen to this I loved swine I I still love swine I mean like like, it's such a banger but yeah it's like that was such an out there album for Gaga as well even as like the the weird like weird wonderful person she is still like um born this way and fame and fame wants to way more like in line with like a mainstream pop but she was quite open about that as well right that this was like her first like project that she was just doing for herself Absolutely. she coined the phrase reverse Warholian basically like so what Warhol did was he brought pop culture into art and then Gaga like brought art into pop culture which is like one of the lyrics in applause and I was just like oh my god her mind like this is amazing and then she also like collab with like Jeff Koons and like the whole artwork is insane and I just remember being like guys this is amazing like look at this album I remember like watching her at the VMAs and just being like this is iconic and my friends just being like it's weird and I'm like it's not weird to me why is it why is it weird to them yeah. and not weird to me 
I do think like if art pop was released now, it would be like even more re well received because I think at the time when she released it, I just don't think people were ready for like this really out there concept and yeah. like the promotion she did for it. Like, I don't know if you've seen the um, videos of like Good Morning America where she has like the audience wearing like poppy hats and it's all like Wizard of Oz themed, but she's performing applause. Like it's just, it's just so gay. <laughs> it's so yeah. camp and amazing and like, I remember going to Amsterdam the year Art Pop came out and I was there for New Year's Eve and I'd booked this event at this club. It was like a converted church, really cool. And it was like a drag queen um, sort of evening. Funny how I'm like in the closet meant to be straight. I was going to say, I was the maths in my head. I'm like, that's brave. Um, but for me, I'm like, I was just like, they're going to play good music. So anyway, we get into the main like room and it's huge and they have a catwalk like a legit catwalk so me and my friend Faye were on this catwalk and applause comes on and you know how that that, mo that feeling of that intro just gets to you anyway so we're going crazy also side note if you don't try and attempt that hand choreography that her backup dancers do are you even it. gay because I it's can't but we were dancing and she was quite drunk and she fell off the catwalk <gasps> and it was quite a drop and rather than be like, girl, are you okay? I was like, sis, get the fuck up. Applause is on and you're really moment. <laughs> and like pulled her up. I was like, no, I'm not having this. Like I'm not getting kicked out or thrown out. Like we need to finish this number, like down this catwalk. And I was just living my best life. And I remember leaving that event and just being like, oh my God, I was in like a safe space. I was able to do all this like dancing and like really sort of like feel the song and just have a good time. And I was like, this whole album just like for me, I don't know, I just connected it like, on such a whole different level. I just yeah. loved how out there and different and cool it was. And even though I wasn't out at the time, I remember just watching it and just feeling really inspired and just like everything about it. I was just, you know, I'd be in my bedroom, like performing for my life to swine or uh, fashion, yeah. doing like all the kind of like voguing-esque moves and just yeah. being like, I think I'm a bit gay. Like, <laughs> like, and I don't know what it was, but I felt really safe and just like, oh, like, I just love this. This, this is incredible. I, and I think now what I find so great is that like we've had conversations about albums and you can then like, really connect like I remember chatting to my friend Jamie and we were talking about art pop and I was like oh did you ever see like the Muppet promo she did for Thanksgiving and he was like oh my god yes when when she sings with RuPaul and I was like oh my god yes like I remember <laughs> sitting with my mum watching that it was on channel five I think and RuPaul comes out and my mum's like, oh, who's that? And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Even though I was like, oh my God, it's Gaga. She's performing with RuPaul. Like her outfit's amazing. Ru looks yeah. amazing. They need to release that, by the way. If RuPaul or Gaga are listening, please release that version because it's so good. Yeah. And yeah, I think my point is like, you can just like connect with other uh, people in the community about these albums because I think they had similar sort of feelings towards it. Definitely. I think when I think back to like maybe... 2000 and I want to say 2010 and it was just like one hit wonders being thrown out like there was no it, really was. it was like throwaway music I yeah think. no substance like one that really sticks out to me is I want to have your babies by Natasha Bedingfield don't get me wrong great song love it but I was I remember looking at the charts the week that come out and I was like I don't like any of this. Like, I don't know who, I don't know any of these artists. None of them have an identity. None of them like are putting out like music that means anything. And then it was artists like Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, um, Ariana, Demi Lovato that were putting out stuff that was just like 
I'm just gonna do it because I want the gays to love it. I want I want the people that love my music to love it. And that's why I connected with the albums I did. Carly Rae Jepsen, we just need to appreciate Carly Rae Jepsen for a second as well. Absolute pop queen, right? Yeah, I think you're so right. Because I remember like going out and nights out and certain songs would come on um, in the club. It'd be like the wanted Glad You Came or like LMFAO. Like yeah. I know it, and I'd be like pretending that I liked it, even though I was like, "This is awful. I hate it." Yeah. But and just like wishing, like, "Come on, please play Swine." <laughs> like <laughs> the whole club would go wild, and it's like they probably wouldn't, but I would. You I know. would. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah. I'll, I'll make up for everybody else. Honestly, as well, I just think when you are in a club, and especially now having been to a fair few gay clubs in my time, when those songs do just come on, and the crowd just appreciate it, and everyone sort of comes together there is just that real sense of like, yes, we love this song. There's a reason why we love this song. And I think that's kind of amazing how it can go full circle from when being at uni and being at like in certain clubs and just having to sort of like, I remember going to like house nights and just being like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, why am I here? And now I'm in GAY or heaven and I'm able to listen to Gaga, Madonna, Little Mix, even RuPaul and stuff. And it's just the absolute best. Take me back. So now we obviously have to talk about the albums that we've discovered and connected with since being ourselves and um, being in a place where we feel like we can connect with these albums openly without being judged by the nasty little dweebs um, that call you the F word and all the nasty slurs because I'm bopping to Demi Lovato in the sixth form common room. Yes. They don't have taste. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, why are, you, why are you singing Gangnam Style when you could be singing Heart Attack? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, let's just weigh them up for a second. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I want to, we're going to talk a bit about um, some artists and albums that we um, have connected with more over the last few years since we have been more open and um, out there. So Charlie, let's hear what um, you've got to say on this. I think there's there's no shock here. I'm obviously going to mention Charlie XCX because <laughs> true queen. And I think like for me, when I came into um, 2017, obviously I came out, went to Disney. I was still a bit of a newbie when it came to um pop music like really sort of investing in loving an artist I'd never been to like a concert before I think the only concert I'd been to was Glee <laughs> which is like so um, but so I think I was still very fresh like in terms of like what it meant to really sort of stand someone and I I was so quick to sort of like listen to singles and like try and keep up with like what was in the charts and then I I wouldn't really go much further like I remember doing that with art pop especially and a few artists like Kate Bush, Taylor Swift as well but I still didn't really feel like I was like I could be like an out and proud Gaga fan you know I never really felt like I was like a monster you know and I remember my friend showing me this song by Charlie XCX and listening to it and just being like this song is amazing. Like it was just like a track off one of her mixtapes. And I was like, how the hell have I been, how the hell have I been sitting on her for this long? So I went back and listened to her, like a whole discography and was just like, I'm obsessed with this person. Like I, like if I met her in real life, I'd be so like, oh my God, it's Charlie XX type thing. And again, I'd never really felt like that. So that was quite new. And I remember her album, Pop 2 dropping. um, Well, it was like a mixtape and just listen to it like from beginning to end and I remember crying when, the, when I listened to the first song because I was just like 
oh my god like this just shows how much I love her and I remember being able to then talk about it with other gay guys and just be like oh my god like Charlie XX pop two's dropped like what do you think and then I was getting I was following quite a few different people on Twitter and was like DMing them and like kind of was like making friends through loving Charlie and like the album dropping I remember I was really against paying money to see artists I was like they're so expensive like I was such a musical theatre nerd that I was like, I'd rather pay the 50 quid for like front row seats for Wicked rather mm. than paying like a hundred pound to see the Spice Girls, for example. And I remember that I started going to shows. I saw Kylie first and then it kind of just like went on from there. And I was like, oh my God, this is worth the money. Like I need to start doing this. Yeah. And I remember what's really ironic is that I paid 20 pound to see Charlie XCX. <laughs> I would have paid hundreds, yeah. like, 20 quid. I was like, this is, this is amazing. and. I remember watching her and like just being in such awe and I was like crying and it was just like such a full circle moment because I was like yes I finally got to see her live and I remember she did this like huge speech about like her fans and just like being in London and just feeling so I was like I know her I feel so connected to her and it was just like so so good um and I think what's really interesting is then going back and listening to her old albums and it's and even though I didn't grow up listening to True Romance, for example, I've now like binged it to death. I'm such a True Romance stan. I feel like I did. Yeah. And that's part of that sort of like, because I think a lot of stands can be like, oh, you didn't, you weren't there from the beginning. Like you didn't see her this show or that show. It's not about that. It's like yeah. everyone will discover these artists at different stages. And I think, yeah. I remember actually she was talking um, at her show and I screamed so loud. I was like, we stand true romance and she like laughed and I was like oh my god she acknowledged me <laughs> <laughs> it's you know that it's these people that like really get us through even now that um they are so important to us and some people are like oh my god why would you like Gaga so much or why why do you like like follow these people like they're a friend and it's like because we feel like we're like we connect with mm-hmm. their music and their lyrics and their like artistry um in the same way we would confide in a friend at the end of the day I think that's the way I'd put it and they advocate for us as well I think that's the thing I think a lot of these artists don't just produce amazing music they will advocate for us they will support the community yeah use their platform for like good and I think like that is so respectful definitely 100 what about you are there any albums that have come out since you've been out that you have I've not been like as much as it's been like quite a long process and the fact that like i told Sabrina but from the time you're telling Sabrina um back in when 20 20 I want to say 2018 whenever it was like to me telling my parents there was like over a year in that space of time so like there was I still didn't feel like I could comfort as much as I was I like every person you tell I said this before every person you tell um about where you are with your sexuality Mm. is like you you open up the doors a little bit more until you're fully comfortable with who you are um but since like telling my parents and being like completely open about my sexuality last January um like I have been such a Dua Lipa fan since um like Be The One, Last Dance like I am I I have been there from the beginning with her um as I have with Ariana actually like I'm a put your hearts up kind of guy like I'm a big Ariana star from day one um but there's just something about Dua Lipa that I remember seeing her at uh, the Coco in Camden on her first ever London show and just thinking like this crowd of people this like 
vibe in the room. There was something about it that just felt so inclusive. And even though her music isn't necessarily about like, like, yeah, she's, she releases a lot of bops and stuff and they're not necessarily a bit about like coming out or being yourself as much as she has got those as well it a lot of it is about romance and just enjoying life and stuff it's still it was it's been like her music is like an escape for me I don't like mm. disco pop vibes that I just feel like I can literally get up in my bedroom and just have a dance and like I love I love that about her but Future Nostalgia came out last April I want to say yeah. um RIP to the two week later release schedule um, because some nasty person leaked her album. I still feel Jewish tears now. Um, <laughs> but but um, Future Nostalgia is, I think, will forever be one of my favorite albums. I mean, the title alone, like the oxymoron of Future Nostalgia, like, am Apparently I? it was supposed to be called The Glass House or something like that. And I was okay. like, I'm like, thank God that didn't happen because that does not that does not work for me. But um, yeah, just like the font of Future Nostalgia when I saw it, it's sexy, it's like glamorous. There's just some there's just something about the branding of that entire album that just made me feel like I can get up and just be who I want to be. I can sing at the top of my lungs to these songs. I can dance all day to them. I can play them on repeat because they're that good, and yeah, it was like one of the first albums that was released after, because obviously we had that weird period of time where no one was releasing music because quarantine was happening. Mm. And few, I remember Future Nostalgia being one of the first albums being released, at, like just after I told my parents, a few two, two or three months later. And yeah, literally, like that was obviously in quarantine. And I was, I just was playing it on repeat and repeat and repeat. I'd let it start at, start at um, Future Nostalgia, end on... Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, Boys With Boys, and literally not skipping one song and then looping it. So play again and just like being in my bedroom, closing my eyes and just imagining like being in like a gay club and just like enjoying the atmosphere around me. And that's what the album did for me. And, and people are like, how can you feel like this about an album? But it's so good. It's so, so good. I also felt similarly about Chromatica. Um, yes, oh my God. We have to again, like it was the first Gaga album that came out while I like after I had come out as gay and again it was that same vibe of like I feel like I can fully be a part of this journey now like I don't feel like I'm there's there's no inauthenticity with me listening to these to these products because I am now a part of the story that is being told and a part of that community um and yeah both of those albums come at very like prime times where I think mm-hmm. I needed where I needed music and that escapism the most um I remember rain on me coming on in the car and my mum turning it up and I was like gay rights that yeah. is gay rights <laughs> literally <laughs> my mum was like I love this one and I was just like yes mum you're an icon <laughs> it's so good so so good and that's the thing do you know what like we do as gay guys and anyone that's in the community like we love bops because they make us all happy and free and, and just give us that feeling of euphoria. And that's what we live for. Like the whole reason we fight for our rights is because we just want to be ourselves and just jump up and down and just celebrate life and who who we love and who we are. And if, if music allows us to do that, then that is why music is so important to us. I think that's the thing. It's like the way you connect. Like the reason I love Kate Bush so much is because she's so theatrical. Like yeah. the drama is so real in the lyrics and the sound. And it's like, oh my God, I'm 
every time I listen to her music, I'm in a music video somewhere in a wood, always a woods. I don't know why I just have that vibe of like just being somewhere like the arms are like kind of going and everything. And then Charlie XCX is this like party girl that just sings about getting drunk. And I'm like, relate girl. I mean, she is way more than that, but like overall, like, you know, songs like Girls Night Out and stuff. I'm just like, yes, come on. This is so good. And or like something like Taylor and it's like storytelling and it's very lyrical and like moving. Yeah. It's just like, there is just an element where, I don't know, I just feel like we can sort of like connect them on such a different level. And it's really hard to put that into words, I think, to explain that connection. But like I was saying earlier with art pop, it's like, oh, everyone thinks this is weird, but I don't. And that's interesting. <laughs> I also hate this, like, I have to bring up at this point, the pitting, like, mm. us against each other. Like, I hate this so much. I had a friend um, and she was adamant that I, like, that Taylor Swift was trash in comparison to Katy Perry. She was Katy Perry stand to the max. And I would just, like there was times where the conversation would get so heated because I wouldn't be standing up for Taylor Swift. I'm, I've, I was a Katy Perry fan before I was a Taylor Swift fan. Like I, I love both of them, but because my preference to Taylor Swift, it was like this Taylor Swift's trash, Taylor Swift's this, Taylor Swift's mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, can't we just literally like the music we like? And that's just one example. Like this happens all across like the industry and I'm like these people are all doing different things for different people let us just enjoy the music like there's nothing and I mean I'm I am waiting for Katy Perry to feature on Bad Blood on Taylor's version because that would be give me that right now you're so right because I I think with Charlie she's so experimental she's quite different and unique especially in her like recent stuff and people be like how do you listen to this like it's just auto-tune and I'm like no 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 it's not like she's not she uses auto-tune the same way like Imogen Heap did. Yeah. Um, like she uses it to sort of like change her voice and make these really unique sounds. And like, I don't know, just hearing it just sends me. So it's like, don't diss the talent, don't diss that. But I get what you're saying. It's like, don't don't um, pit them against each other. You know, they're all doing, they're all releasing like really good music. I suppose it comes to a place where fans just care so much that they just like, need to sort of like put other artists down to lift theirs up and I know like a lot of stands get really into like charting and like albums sold etc but overall like you know music is subjective like in the same way artists like you know I remember loving Scream and Shout by Britney when it came out and everyone being like this is a trash song I'm like okay fair like I can appreciate but like no it's not it's so good like like this is amazing for what I I'm I don't like I'm not really into certain genres like I can't I can't there's just something about like Drake for example who doesn't sing who doesn't like for me and people will say this about pop music and people say this about country music which are two genres that I love for me it just sounds like the same thing over and over again I understand there's lyrics involved and there's like a story being told fine but like I'm not gonna trash on Drake yeah don't come and try why is it so easy for people to trash on Taylor Swift yet when it comes to an artist like Drake who is like renowned by a wider group of people that that I like it's not acceptable for me to trash on certain artists but it's acceptable for you to why can't we all just like who we like and get on with it I agree literally I'm getting too passionate, but <laughs> but yeah, I'm so grateful for music. Like it really does bring people together. I feel like I remember actually us having a. I think we done a Zoom call and then we were talking over text about Gaga and then we were talking for ages and it was just like oh like you could just like connect on those different levels. I think when you do have those similar interests and even now like on dating apps and stuff like I will always be like tell me your top three albums and, and when- I'll think albums that I don't know and I'll be like 
oh my god cool like I'm gonna look these up or they'll say albums I do know and I'm like oh my god yeah it's like same when someone says to me I don't have a top three I'm like okay this isn't gonna work yeah Yeah, make it up like come on give me something like you know how in tinder people put their like anthem yeah mine is running up that hill by Kate Bush by the way because anthem I just think it's so funny when you see a certain song and you're like a choice interesting <laughs> like but you're like, cute I'm still gonna swipe oh. breakup song little mix like <laughs> <laughs> that was low-key mine for a while <laughs> <laughs> oh my god was it love that um but no yeah I'm just like I just am really happy like because I've also like made friends through Twitter and then like seen shows with those friends like I saw Kim Petras like with a friend I made on Twitter so it's just like I think it's insane how that can happen and yeah I remember having tickets to see Ali and AJ and just like messaging my friend and being like, do you want to come? Because I've got a spare ticket. And it's just like, I think you can then just, I don't know, you can make friends through stan culture and loving an artist. And I think that's great. Definitely. So in this last segment, we want to talk about all the artists that you love. So on our Instagram, Pod, we asked everyone what albums they connected to whilst they were perhaps discovering their sexuality. And we're just going to do a few shout outs of what was mentioned. So first things first, um, we had Emotion by Carly Rae. And I know you've said a bit Bradley about Carly. So why don't you kick off talking about that? Carly Rae Jepsen is like she is one of the first pop artists that I remember just vibing with throughout like her entire career from from Call Me Maybe I know that you have certain opinions on Call Me Maybe in my opinion one of the greatest songs of our generation um and you can see the difference like when she released Emotion I was like oh my god like Carly's here big time like big time I don't know if she's still with Scooter Braun now um but I mean, obviously, we know that Scooter Braun, controversial as mm. he is, does like a pop banger. And I think he has actually evolved um, into letting the artists do what they want. You can see that through Ariana, Demi, Justin Bieber. So if he is still with, even Tori Kelly, like, I think if he is still with her, I can see that evolution. But if not, she has definitely had, like, I think the biggest evolution out of any artist that I've seen, like, in the pop industry. Because when you look at, what was it called? Kiss, right? The first album. Um, Like, don't get me wrong, I still listen to that song, like, back to front. Like, I am such a big fan of it. And Call Me Maybe, the music video, like, we need to appreciate that that was one of the first music videos that just openly, like, accepted gay being okay. Mm. Like, And when was that? 2009? 2008? 2009? I'm like, this guy? Yeah. I remember listening to that when I was at uni. I'm going to fact check you. Oh, 2012, yeah. Okay, maybe a little bit later, 2009, but still. 2012, and like, but still, you think like nine years ago, and that isn't like a primetime music video that was number one in the charts, number one in the music video charts. Absolutely amazing. And um, not only was it cool to see that, but I just think her music, like I was saying about Dua Lipa, just allowed me to vibe with it, just have fun, dance around the room and just live my best life. 
I am because I remember Call Me Maybe coming out and it being played all the time in clubs. And I was like, oh, I just I just didn't listen to the rest of the album. And I remember discovering When I Needed You on Emotion and just being like, oh. hello, I'm 80s synth vibe. Oh. Um, can we just talk about this for a second? And then listen to the that whole album. That song is like an orgasm. Oh, it's, like it it's, is. I love a good intro. Like if you can hook me in the intro, like or a good bridge as well. Like I love a good bridge. So I just remember being like, this is insane. Loving the whole album. Um, boy problems as well like oh relate even I didn't have any boy problems but <laughs> oh no but you make all them boy like the fictional boy problems come to your head like emotion is like banger after banger yeah. like I didn't just come here to dance making the most of the night I'm like yeah, like run away even run away with me yeah. I'm like, this is everything that I need like in an album and oh my god seriously and I'm glad you mentioned when I needed you because it's definitely like one of her hidden gems but that was the song that really solidified this as a perfect album for me I would I would put that song as like um if I was gonna make a playlist about like feel good songs I would yeah. put that really high because it's just so good and like when she released like side b and stuff as well it was just like oh my god she is feeding us <sighs> like she's giving and she did it again obviously with dedicated it's just like girl love and you she's, and she's been making music as well like I don't know if you follow mm. her but she has been making music and I am all here for it I literally when I found out that side b come out my friend messaged me being like side b's out and I was like huh like she can't just do this to me. Like, this is too much of, like, an emotional impact on my entire life. Oh, I could go on and on. Yeah. The whole podcast about Kylie Jackson. I, I just love, yeah. Some of, I feel like Side B for Dedicated is actually better. Than no. Album. No. I can't agree with you, Charlie. Really? Like, too much. Uh, want you in my room. Oh, but want you in my room one. is really... Again, like, bloody intro. I'm just like, I when I listen to want you in my room, I picture myself, like, in the 80s, like, my record player's there, I've got, like, a notebook and I'm writing in it. Like, I've got <laughs> posters of, like, Wham and Madonna in my room. I don't know, like, I'm just living... I'm living in the Carrie Diaries fantasy with that song. Solo is just such a good song as well. Oh, I love... So good. Yeah. Let's make this whole episode about Carly. <laughs> oh, literally, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Carly, come on our show, please. Please. Um, so the next one I want to mention, because a few people said this, is Electra Heart by Marina. Ooh. I don't know if you have... I've never think... dived into the world of Marina. Well, that's really interesting, because I think what's really good about Marina is that I only really discovered her... I knew her singles, like, I knew Prima Donna, I knew, like, Oh No. That's like, was that a single? Maybe it was. Um, just, like, the key sort of, like, uh, songs by her. But it wasn't until I saw her in 2019 for her Love and Fear tour... Um, I was like, oh, like maybe I should just perhaps like listen to her work before I see her. So I remember going back and starting like from the beginning. And when it got to Electra Heart, I was just like, oh my God, I'm so sad I missed this because this was iconic. Like, I don't know if you know much about it, but she basically created like four characters. Mm -hmm. um, and the promo she did for it, she released like all these mini videos of, of these characters. And they were kind of a female archetype so she had like a prima donna a heartbreaker like a stepford wife oh my god what was the last one? Oh, electra was electra heart no she was the character um so yeah so that was a kind of vibe yeah. um oh my god the marina fans are being like you've got it wrong <laughs> <laughs> not claiming to be like a huge 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 scent but i remember listening to it and like researching all this stuff and just being like oh my god like i would have lived for this yeah. When, if I was listening to this when it came out and I was kind of sad that I missed the era basically and I think that's what's really good is that you can discover these artists and you can just go back and yeah. be like oh wow like they really put in the thought of behind it like 
Marina created a whole different character, like Electra Heart was a character. And there's, there's de- like, you can tell when an artist has depth in what they're putting out. Mm-hmm. Like, let's take, I don't even, Maybell, for example, like, in my opinion, like a one-hit wonder. Yeah, I think, like, she makes okay bops. Like, Call Me Up was, like, a good song. But I'm, like, listening to her album, I listened to it once through, and I was, like, I literally don't know what, I don't know what your vision is. I don't know what you're trying to do here. And I've even watched interviews, and it's, like, she literally says, I just, I just did this because I wanted to. And I'm, like, cool for like one or two tracks, but come on, where's like the, like Future Nostalgia, Dua Lipa shamelessly says, I wanted to make an album that was like class disco music. Mm. And that's what I did. But like there's certain artists now, and it's luckily we're coming out of that. There's certain artists that will go to number one because it sounds good. And I feel like we deserve more than that as listeners. Just for the Marina fans, it was a teen idol character. How the f- the hell did I forget that? <laughs> I'm going to hell. Well, I'm going to hell anyway, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I totally get what you mean. And like, I just bloody love a concept. Like, bring me a full concept, a full... She created a character called Electra Heart. I mean, come on. And I went to the show and all these girls had the black heart under their eyes. And I was like, you know, the Tumblr generation, I was like, you go girls. Like, I love that for you. Like, I kind of wish... I had my little black heart on my Yeah, you should have um, got your eyeliner out, you know. I know. Just, um... What's next? I feel like we should talk about Taylor, our lovely friend Lauren uh, mentioned Taylor. And yeah. I know obviously you're a big fan, so and I'm I'm a I'm like Taylor Journey's strange because I I was absolutely obsessed with her first two albums. Shout out to my like best friend Rachel, who would take me to the library and we would listen to Taylor on my iPod shuffle. <laughs> oh, we were so my, cool. my friends thought we were together. My friends thought we were going off and having like se- a secret romance, but in fact, we were going to the library to listen to Taylor Swift <laughs> and read Darren Shan. <laughs> like, that is much. literally, that is literally um, like gay, like year eight gay life. To literally, the- yeah. The- um, but I dipped out and then I kind of came back when she did like 1989, then Reputation. I don't really know. You're talking about like, like when you say first two albums, because a lot of people like talk about like Speak Now and Red, but you're talking about like, Taylor Swift Fearless, right? Our song, a bop. Oh. Reverend Always, Picture to Burn. Yeah, Picture like, to Burn is like, if we don't get Taylor Swift as an, as a, like, Taylor's version, I'm going to be very upset. Because I haven't listened, I've listened to a few songs off Red and Speak Now, but I don't, I couldn't tell you, like, much about them. I need to go back and re-listen, so um, that's my homework after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that Taylor just does whatever the hell she wants to do. I think that's my main thing for reason, uh, for my main reason for loving Taylor Swift is because she doesn't care. It's like, I'm gonna make this music because I wanna make this mm. music. And that's, I take that that like message with me wherever I go, not from Taylor Swift, but just in my own decisions I make. I'm like, I'm not making this decision based on somebody else's decision. I'm making this decision because I wanna do it. And that's how I'm gonna do it. If you don't like it, don't listen, don't watch, don't be a part of my life. Like that's up to you, but I'm shamelessly going to be me and everybody's welcome to be a part of that, you know? And I think that's exactly what she does. Do you know what I really love about artists like Taylor, Gaga, like Marina, et cetera, et cetera. It's the era thing. And I think like we have to give a shout out to Madonna because I feel like she really did sort of like start this idea that you can reinvent yourself each album you release and you can really think about like what you're producing and what kind of everyone talks about it like they what their favorite era was yeah. era was type thing and I also then love when artists 
turn that on its head and they pay homage to their, to their past era. So like when Gaga, um, well, Gaga went at the VMA, she like, you know, she changed her outfits to like pay homage to um, certain outfits that she'd worn in previous music videos. And then Taylor did it in the music video for... Yeah, it's just like, I love that kind of self-awareness of that growth. And it's just like, ah, you know, you've gone from like, a country artist you know like a, you know 1989 and then you go into reputation and now you're doing folklore and it's just like oh my god I'm just loving this it just shows Literally. how versatile and amazing they are and I think yeah Madonna those, those, are, those are the artists that stick around because otherwise it gets stagnant and boring like we're we're allowed to be more than I feel so bad for Katy Perry she's had the roughest ride when it comes to eras because Teenage Dream was such a moment for her and mm. so iconic that ever since it's just it's just been so, I, d I don't mean downhill because I still love her music and I still love her, but it's been downhill for her when it comes to like her popularity because she's just not, she's not lived up to the same success and the same feedback because Teenage Dream was that good. And there is a risk of that when it comes to living your career through eras. But on the other hand, she sort of come to terms after Witness that like, I don't care. Like, I'm going to make music because I want to make music. And I like that. I'm just sad that she had to go through that period of time where people didn't like her music and she suffered the consequences because of that. I don't know who said this. It could have been, might have been Taylor, it might have been Madonna, but they basically were saying how, as a woman making music, it's so much more harder. And there's almost like this pressure to constantly reinvent themselves. Otherwise, they just won't um, succeed. They won't do well. And I think that is, in turn, that's actually then quite... A shame really that these female artists have such pressures to constantly reinvent themselves constantly having to change just to stay relevant when in fact like at the core like they are the same person and they're producing incredible music um so yeah I, I can't even imagine what the pressure is like I'm obviously like following like Taylor's journey as well and kind of then look what she did with reputation when she was just literally like you know it was amazing how she was like you know the old Taylor was dead like you know it was just like oh girl like you are really like, doing this like snakes are my biggest fear and I'm talking about the animals and the humankind as well and like I'm <laughs> so, I am so glad that she came out as like the snake whisperer and was like I'm here to like to point all of you guys out and behead you because that's exactly what she did um no, yeah, too iconic. There's a few more that we'll, we'll give a quick shout out to. Yeah. I think you just can't not. A few people mentioned Poker Face, not Poker Face, The Fame and Fame Monster, of course. Iconic. Wait, that was like before its time. Like that, that, like, I don't know how she created that for when it came out because it feels like that should have been like a 2015, 2016 album. Like, how did she create that back in 2000 and what was it, 2008, The Fame? Like, yeah. Do you know what's really funny about The Fame? Do you remember that game on, I, um, the uh, I was it called an eye touch? What were they called? An eye touch, like an iPod touch. An iPod touch. <laughs> were they called that? The, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, this is so bad. But there was that game, and it was like um, the music quiz thing. Oh, tap revenge or something. Oh, tap, tap revenge. Yeah. So good, and I like loved the album and then like remember playing that and being like oh my god I'm playing the Gaga version this is so yeah cool. I also just got a, because you said that I uh, got a shout out Kesha your love is my drug banger so good yeah okay so to end the episode we're gonna play a little game not a game but we spoke about um didn't we about dating apps and uh, me asking people what their top three albums are so Bradley 
tell me what are your top three albums go oh my god okay is this an order like three two one no no okay okay that's good because i couldn't do that but um i mentioned future nostalgia definitely got to be up there for me um is like such a such a banger and then i would say it's so hard because my david taylor swift album changes so much um but i think i would have to say reputation um as well it's just banger after banger the lyrics are so in tune with my like i hate the snakes um, (laughs) and literally and then i also have to say sweetener ariana grande was such a um such like a she became such an open book after that album for me. And that was when she like turned from pop singer to artist. And yeah, so I'd say Future Nostalgia, Evermore, Sweetener. Evermore, Reputation. Reputation. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it changes all the time. Future Nostalgia, Reputation, Sweetener. I'm, I'm ready, I know what mine are. So I would um, firstly say Art Park by Gaga. No. I just can't not, it's just so good. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I need to say more about that because I've pretty much spent the whole episode talking about it. I would then say it has to be a Charlie album. And like you with Taylor, I feel like it changes all the time. But I would defo say her self-titled album, Charlie, is up there as one of my favourite albums. It came out like when I moved to, in the year I moved to London. It was the year I saw her live as well. So I think it just like connects together and the songs on the album are just so good. They're like my most played on iTunes as well. Like most of the album is in my top 25. So I can't not say it. It's such a good album. Um, And then I actually would claim this as like my most favourite album of all time. And that would be Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. I didn't really speak much about her in the episode, but I have such love for her. Discovering her at such a young age, I was just like in such awe. The album is just so good. Like, I can't even explain it to you. It's just incredible. I just love how she uses... So Kate Bush, like, doesn't um, pull from, like, personal experience that much. She more takes, like... She'll make up a kind of story and then, like, make a song about it, which I love because then there's just so much depth to her her songs. And Hounds of Love as an an album is insane. I remember watching the music video to Hounds Hounds of Love and going to myself, oh, if there ever is a Kate Bush themed fancy dress party, I'm gonna go as the Hounds of Love Kate Bush. <laughs> I was deciding that as a 15 year old. Like. <laughs> and don't forget to go and stream our queen, Olivia Rodrigo's new single, Deja Vu, which is out right now. We're not getting sponsored by this or, anywhere or anything, but we just are obsessed already. She is one to watch, am I right? The vibes are immaculate. Literally so here for every second of it too good thank you so much for listening everyone charlie and i have both created a gay af playlist where you can listen to all of our favorite gay box and anthems that will be available in the link tree in our instagram bio so go and check those out give us a subscribe um and yeah thank you so much for listening i hope that you can go and listen to some of these tracks yourself now Dream Art Pop by Lady Gaga. But yeah, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Bye everyone. Bye.